will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast based on that lost Sylvia Plath novel you and your fucking insufferable undergraduate friends faked at Oxford. Joining me tonight to uh, stick our heads into the gas oven of advice and outshine the Ted Hughes of your maladies, we have Mr. Dave Convery, who is making a list. He's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. He's an incredibly detail-focused dominatrix. Good evening. Good evening. I, as ever, am Roger Hart, who was recently fired from his job as database administrator at a garden centre for making repeated jokes about a grassy knoll. And, of course, we have Mr. H.J. Doo, who has discovered a loophole in the law that allows you to get away with murder simply by murdering yourself. We, collectively, are some of we will fix you us fixing you and we can do so if you write to us at we will fix you show at gmail.com or on the internet at hauntedphonograph.com yes tonight's question dear fixers I volunteered to take on temporary cover of a different role at work while we recruit a permanent person who actually wants the role. I thought it would be fine. You will be fine, my boss said, nervously. I should have heeded their nervousness. The role is horrible. I imagine normal human beings capable of processing sequences of events, understanding linear time, or even looking at numbers with their bare eyeballs would fare a lot better than I am. Every day my brain feels like hot cotton wool after an hour. I am so confused by everything, and there is so much to be confused by. Normally I would console myself by remembering that it's only temporary, six weeks to be exact, and that nothing really matters. Unfortunately, the role involves coordinating the exam season for an entire faculty of undergrads at a famous university, so my leeway for fucking up is somewhat minimal. The six weeks of migraine-inducing hell yawn ahead of me like a terrible maw where in each tooth is another mysterious paper code or a weeping student. I am honestly willing to try anything. Yours, desperately, Custaban Postlethwaite. Oh, Custaban, poor lamb. Miss de Convery. I, I, I sympathise. Feeling out of your depth, even if it's only temporary, it can, can be absolutely soul-crushing, and it's only going to be exaggerated by the fear that you're letting people down. So, So just know that you're absolutely right in your assessment of the level of suck that you're facing down and um you're right that it sounds like there isn't really a very neat way out of this so what i want to do is start looking at some fantastically messy ways out of this and sort of running it up and down the scale to find one that you're comfortable with 
So at the smaller end of the scale, is there a secondment secondment that you can be sent on? Some sort of Ealing comedy farce where you just keep getting given different jobs more fantastically out of your depth each time until the whole thing resolves itself wonderfully and also Alec Guinness is there doing his lovely voice. It sounds like your employers are a little bit disorganised, but this still feels like a long shot. At the other end of the scale, faking a family emergency that's likely to take you away from work for six weeks. Now, I can only speak for myself, but this one feels morally a bit iffy. It also feels unlikely to work, even I mean, no one ever really believes it for sick days or homework. So if your family are willing to play along with whatever scare it is you dream up that, that, that takes you away from your, your work, then fair enough. But it feels, feels tricky to me. The sweet spot, I think, is a kidnapping. On the face of it, this is a bit like the fake family emergency. It's pretty high stakes. It's horribly emotionally manipulative for the people around you. But if you play it right, it's a lot more fun for you. Just think of the joy you'll have making and releasing kidnapping videos. Just inventing complex, nonsensical demands from the kidnappers, roping in your friends to make sets and realistically doing a short course on After Effects. A lovely time for you, harrowing for your colleagues and the family and friends who aren't in on the bit. I don't think there's a good way out, but this is my number one choice because it sounds like the best balance between upsetting a lot of people and just having a really lovely time of it. You could also go the full Reggie Perrin, fake your own death. Again, a bit grim. Very hard to disappear from your job without really upsetting everyone you know. It, turn, it turns out that it's connected to the other bits of your life. It's weird. But if you do fake your own death, lay low for six weeks, reappear when it's all blown over, everyone should at least be happy to see you. That's some, that's some solid advice. Um, it's a little bit high maintenance, the one I'm going to suggest, but what I've, what I've done is I've kind of gone back to basics and looked for inspiration to the animal kingdom. Because your problem may seem complicated. It, it is complicated. Sorry, I do not wish to belittle you. But it has strong parallels in nature. Caught between something you both fear and have to engage with, you, you find yourself choosing between fight and flight. We understand this. Now, it may not be the glare of a predator, but a baffling administrative micro-career with a high risk of failure, that'll do just as well for Mother Nature. But not merely is your predicament fight or flight, it's made that a little bit spicier by our seeming inability to pick the right option, a sort of Kobayashi Maru of fuckery. Your, your instinct is to flee, and that's thwarted by the grim machineries of capitalism that hold you in your job and the high stakes of failure. You can't outrun this like a majestic panther or hide from it like some lissom, sexy chameleon. Um, but all is not lost. Uh, no, for there is an animal that solves this problem on a regular basis, that manages to have its flight cake and fight it. 
I speak of none other than the mighty octopus. Yes, be the cephalopod you want to see in the world. We're doing this. Now, when challenged, an octopus will usually choose to flee unless it's one of the really fucking bitey ones. But it will do so while confusing and disorienting its predator, proper nobbling the bastard so it can not merely get away but have a kind of Roadrunner-style last laugh about it. Um, how does it accomplish this feat? By squirting a pouch of ink right up in their business. It, it occludes matters, it confuses, it obfuscates, and it probably annoys. And you can do all of these things too. Um, <clears throat> but you can do all of these things, but I cannot stress this enough. The most important component of the fix I am proposing is a willingness to explosively soil yourself and several nearby others in the middle of the office. You, my friend, are going to shit a rainbow. You are going to toot many colours and run the fuck away. Now, any old loose-stooled Tom, Dick or Harry can pebble-dash an academic office with a handful of X-lax and a sprinkling of gumption. That's not going to cut it for you. And it's kind of boring. We are going to go straight for the hard stuff. We are going for sugar-free Haribo gummy bears. These candy delights depend um, heavily on, on glycosin for sweetness. It's a glucose syrup derivative that will at minimum make you fart like a hippo and will in enough quantity lead you to the kind of splatter pattern that would make Jackson Pollock blush. You may not have an ink sack, but we can get there with the magic of Haribo. Just shitting yourself isn't, isn't enough, obviously. It's also kind of boring and, it, and, and it's gross. And it's going to be gross. We want some fun to offset it. <clears throat> I'm presupposing you're not into this stuff. Maybe you're into this. Even so, let's make it colourful. So we're going to need a lot of edible food colouring. Now, preferably the old school stuff that isn't super edible, because that's going to add to the stomach agitation. Um, there's a sort of shop near where I live that sells like crazy bootleg stuff for no money. But the powder stuff, e even the genuinely food safe sort of fancy Lakeland gubbins that you get for colouring macarons, the powdered stuff has the strongest pigment. A gram or so will comfortably and strongly colour a few hundred millilitres of water. And five gram pots can be bought for about two pounds. Better still, if you could find a way of getting them into capsules, kind of um, stomach soluble, so that just to kind of preserve the impact through your tract a bit, maybe you could sort of buy some, I don't know, cheap uh, cold meds or something, shake out the stuff, put it back together. Oh, whatever, you, you could do pills, but otherwise you could, you could just neck several pots powder pigment, that's fine. The actual magic ingredient here, we've got our powder pigment, we've got our, let's say, two, three hundred grams of sugar-free Haribo gummy bears. The, the, the actual magic ingredient is something to hold it all together and give it some substance and something to properly loosen you up. And, and that ingredient is, is possibly the most gastrically alarming substance known to man, room temperature lime pickle from your local curry house. You're gonna need some of that. Let's... Let's let's say a jar. Now, whiz all this up with the food colouring and maybe a little water to thin it out and put it in a drinks bottle, maybe one with a dickhead protein shake branding so that it looks inconspicuous. Off you go. Here you have your fuel for this process. Now, if you're a step ahead of me, you, you, you may have pre-noticed a small obstacle, which is that octopuses generally do not wear clothes and human office workers generally do. You don't want the back passage pyrotechnics constrained by a drab business suit, now do you?
no sir or madam, you do not. Fortunately, the world's got your back. In, in particular, the, um, the fetish community has your back. There are many assless solutions. Not many of them are work appropriate. However, there is a company called Bleachers & Co who service a segment of the fetish community and they have got you. More specifically, they have got you concealed zipper backless jeans. For 30 quid, they'll add a concealed bum zip to your Levi's or 70 to 100, depending on what you want, will buy you customized trousers in a sometimes 1980s racist aesthetic or sometimes just fairly down the line with a concealed and therefore perfectly acceptable butt zipper. Other alteration services are available, other backless options are available, but you know, these guys are legit. Your local tailor may be cheaper, but 30 quid for the anonymity of the mail order, this is very much a no questions asked deal. So, on the day when this is really all coming to the head, you're going to chug your horror broth of powdered food colouring, I, I would say at least 20 grams of colouring powder, um, pureed room temperature lime pickle, and something to loosen it all out, maybe just some water. And um, a few minutes before an important meeting, preferably a meeting in a room that's really easy to clean, um, you're, you're going to just chug this. And then when the stress gets the better of you, you're going to just be a magnificent octopus. You, you are going to just engage those muscles, you are going to unzip those jeans, and in the face of your predator, you are going to squirt out your ink sac like a motherfucker and run away. Not only will you have made good your escape, you absolutely will, but when they eventually catch up with you, you will be able to plead such an alarming medical condition that not merely will you have successfully run away, you will probably be signed off work for quite some time. Chillingly comprehensive. Powdered food colouring. It ain't just for macarons. H-J-Do. I feel like I can help here. I have some experience of being in work situations where my responsibilities have drastically exceeded my skills. When your skills can be summarised as turns up and sometimes turns up sober, this is a frequent occupational hazard. One solution that I have turned to again and again in my career is the nervous breakdown. This has the advantage of clearing your immediate schedule at work as well as usually clearing your schedule of anything more complicated than crying for a further 6 to 12 months. Side effects may include a lingering sense of existential dread, paranoia and drug dependency, but in 2019 those are recognised side effects of waking up and paying the blindest bit of attention to the world outside, so it is at least on brand, as the kids say. I find a decent nervous breakdown every couple of years has quite the liberating effect. No one has asked me to do anything really for quite some time. You may well be hankering for a solution that actually leaves your mental health intact, but I must remind you that this is 2019 and no one of good conscience is getting out of this year sane. If you're still sane in 2019, it means you're some kind of psychopath and your situation can therefore be solved simply by murdering everyone who knows that you've agreed to take on additional responsibilities and framing whichever survivor looks the least white male and straight. The police love fucking up those guys and you'll be in the clear before you can say appalling miscarriage of justice. When a new department is finally scraped together you can simply claim that one of your many victims was dealing with the nightmare admin while you were tasked with carrying out 
a thorough and itemised inventory of the office supplies in whichever supply cupboard you'd prefer to hide in and masturbate in during the working day. It is theoretically possible that you are both unwilling to destroy your mental health or commit to a medium-sized killing spree. In that case, there isn't a solution which I like to call the application of the water principle. Water, famously, takes the path of least resistance. People, especially managers, are much the same. At the moment, the easiest thing for your boss to do is to delegate this particular nightmare to you. All you have to do to change that is manipulate the variables so that the path of least resistance is them doing the work themselves. To do this, you just need to make it clear to your boss that not only are you spectacularly unable to complete the work, but the effort involved in getting you trained up to the standard required to complete the work will be beyond Herculean. Claiming to be confused by spreadsheets is a good start, but building on that to demonstrate a level of computer illiteracy that would have been implausible in 1991 is even better. Best of all is trying to subtly hint that you might not be able to count at all. You see, your boss is almost certainly very busy. They will try hard to make this delegation work so long as there's even an outside chance. But if you can make it clear, they're going to have to run you through all of the primary school curriculum and most of the secondary school curriculum before you can even begin to grasp the basics of what's going on, then staying in the office until midnight doing your job as well as their own suddenly starts to look like the easier option. The key thing here is to be super nice about it. Give them huge praise whenever they've explained something monumentally simple, such as how buttons work. Oh my God, you say. You're so amazing. I've been struggling with this for so many years and it just didn't make sense until you've explained it. Do you know, I totally hadn't realised that you could press buttons twice. I thought once you pressed them, that was it. They stayed pressed forever. <laughs> My God, does this mean I can turn the lights off at home if I'm trying to sleep? Bingo. You're off the hook for this project and probably every other project in the future that isn't making cups of tea. Obviously, your boss's personal life is going to take a hit. In fact, it will almost certainly be completely destroyed. They'll probably have a nervous breakdown, but as I said earlier, it's 2019. No one gets out of here sane. Someone in this situation was inevitably going to have a nervous breakdown. And, you know, rather them than you. Well, there you have it. A bevy of fixes for the discerning fixie. Yes. We have your back. Zipper or not. Fare thee well. Ta-ta. And don't forget to write. We will fix you show at gmail.com.